0: I got the edge and you got the edge and we're gonna take it to the top, gonna take it to the top, yeah, take it to the top. Welcome to Authority Marketing Edge. Today, my guest is Aaron Saunders. Erin is the founder and CEO of Best Life Organic Living, LLC. She is also an energy and mindset coach and the co-host of Elevate Your Energy Frequency live virtual events. She's committed to health and happiness and prosperity and helping women of all ages discover and use the tools that can help them achieve their biggest dreams and goals. Her story includes a 30 plus year healing journey through kidney failure, dialysis, Uh, kidney transplants, wow, (laughs) Western medicine, alternative healing, and learning to go deeper into her heart and to manage her mindset in order to find and balance, maintain balance in her body again. Uh, She aspires to tell her story, to inspire and give hope to other women who may be struggling. So uh, Erin, welcome again to the podcast. And I cannot wait uh, to get into your story. That's quite a story. So what I typically like to do is um, just start out with asking you a little bit about your journey. Uh, and I know that I can see that it, it, it involves your story of how you got from wherever you were to, to the online coaching world.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you. First of all, thank you so much, Steph. I'm so excited to be here and have this conversation with you today. Um, so my journey uh, My journey is a long one. It starts with a health journey that started when I was 13 years old um, and looked like chronic kidney disease that took me through the ins and outs of Western medicine, um, including dialysis and transplants, uh, and failed transplants and back to dialysis and all of that. Um, When I was 30 years old, I had my second kidney transplant And I decided to go into teaching at that point. Um, I was a teacher for 10 years in the public school system and I was exhausted. The demands of teaching were just so much. Um, And I then had kidney failure again, lost my kidneys at 40 years old. And, um, And that's when I kind of came to that dark night of the soul, where I had to really face my mortality and get real honest with what I wanted to do with my life. And that came with a lot of prayer and a lot of internal work on myself. And, uh, And so what happened, what ended up happening is within 10 months, I was offered a third kidney transplant. And uh, that was really just such a mir- miracle, right? Because a third chance at life again. And at that point, I I prayed and I asked and I said, you know, like I, I kind of felt like, all right, well, I don't know how much longer I have on this planet. I don't know how much longer I have to do the things that I want to do, and when we look at life like that, you know it everything becomes more important, right what What do we want to what do we want to do with our life? I, and I think everyone should be asking themselves this question, because so many of us go through life without you know without doing the things that really really call our hearts that are that are important to us. And we're just, you know, we're just uh, jumping through the hoops, basically, right? And where are we going with that? So at that point, I knew that I wanted to, I, I really wanted to be a mom. I had struggled with my health for so long. And at that point, I was like, all right, I want to adopt a child. And my husband and I went on an adoption journey. And we adopted a well, we, we met and we met a thirteen-year-old girl from Ukraine through a hosting program, and then we ended up uh, pursuing her adoption, which took another fourteen months, and uh, you know a lot of a lot of grit and determination because it was really against impossible odds, and uh, we ended up adopting her um, in 2017 and bringing her home. As a 15-year-old girl, awesome. um, and at that point, I knew that I didn't want to teach anymore. That I wanted to dedicate my time to, you know, to my daughter, and to connecting with her, and to helping her heal, and to helping her get uh, situated in in a new country. And um, that's when I started my entrepreneurial journey. Um, and yeah, so that's kind of that's kind of the start.
0: <laughs> that's awesome. And that and and I love that. And that's it's it's interesting how you know people do get started. I always love to hear that story. And so I want to touch on just a couple of things that you said. First of all, I'm a nurse anesthesiologist and my heart goes out to you for what you went through. I spent um, a big part of my career in nursing before I went to anesthesia school. I don't know, 15 plus years in, in the intens- working as an intensive care nurse. And so I remember running the dialysis machines where it would be a 24 hour. I forgot what it's even called, but that and then just having these patients that just you saw again and again because of how ill they were. And so, man, I know what you went through. So so kudos for you. And you look fabulous. So and, I, and I'm so happy that you got that third chance you know, to to have, you know, to, to do it. So that's really amazing. And, uh, and I know that you have lots of stories to tell about that. And I think that's a, that's an amazing journey. And those things like that are really what make us, you know, I think that's, those are the things that either break us and cause us, like push us into addiction and and all that. And I know all about that, or they're the things that, get us to go inside and figure out what it is that we like, what it, like, I love that question. What, that's what, that's when I started to say, what is, what am I here for? What am I here to do? And I think that's such an important question that I wish I would have started asking a lot earlier in my life as well. So, uh, so yeah, I I really love that. And, and then, so then you got into coaching from that to kind of help women figure this out. Is that correct? Yeah.
1: Well, one of the things that really helped me on my healing journey, Steph, was hypnotherapy. I went to hypnotherapy. I I mean, I went to every kind of therapy. I went, (laughs) I was seeking out natural healing, um, energy healing, uh, you know, all kinds of, I I studied herbs, I studied yoga, I studied all kinds of things. I was on a journey, right? I wanted to, Reclaim my health and get balance back in my body, and I started going to hypnotherapy because, you know, I mean, going through these kind of major medical um, crisis, okay, it, it can be very, very difficult on your your state of health, your mental health, right? right. I mean, I for one thing, I can say I I never had. Uh, I, I, I never, I never got very depressed. I don't know how, because I was able to just keep my, myself in a positive state of mind, but hypnotherapy really helped me. Um, I did, I, I started to go to regular hypnotherapy for about two years and it really helped me gain balance back in my life because it helped me with my mindset. It helped me, um, with clarity and healing on a subconscious level and so i decided i wanted to learn i wanted i went to hypnotherapy school myself and Um, i learned how to i became a clinical hypnotherapist and i learned how to do all the journeys and help other people using hypnotherapy and then when i wanted to go into business i you know i i started with i started as a hypnotherapist right and then and then when i really wanted to get my business going and take it really seriously I, I hired a coach, and then I learned more about the coaching world, and um, and that's kind of what took me from hypnotherapy into coaching. And I, I utilize hypnotherapy within my coaching practice, um, but yeah, it, it's and it's it's so intertwined.
0: Yeah, yeah, and so I love, um, I love, I love that you started as a hypnotherapist. That. know you kind of started with what you knew and then you and then and then your business evolved and i think this is such an pardon me it's such an important point you know sometimes we jump in trying to go too broad i know that i know that was my you know my issue and or just or what direction to even go and so i think this is so important to like you already have like a skill or a you know a talent just start with that and then as you gain more business skills then you can expand to a bigger audience Right. One of, one of the things that I would love to to know, though, is because I think I really believe that business is 90 plus percent mindset. Yeah. Um, the, the getting to success and, and the perseverance and all of those things. And, you know, and like 10 less than 10 percent of tactics and strategies and all of that. So uh, that's what most people really I don't know that they even realize how much that they struggle with it. Um, yeah. You know, mindset is 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 important for everything we do everything that's hard you know so um, because it's it's so easy for our brain to say well that doesn't feel good that's uncomfortable or that hurts and I, and I don't want to do that and so um, so mindset is so important so my question for you is what do you have a like a framework or a process that you take people through that helps them to bust past these limiting beliefs or that they may not even know that they have to yeah. get that mindset that they need um, to overcome that to do whatever it is they're going after.
1: Yeah, well, that I think that happens on an individual level with each with each client, um, and you know because of my training in hypnotherapy, I always start with the subconscious mind, and we do you know I take people on a journey to um, to break through those blocks because they happen. They happen to us basically uh, because of our experiences mm-hmm. in our early life. That's what—that's where we gain our life perspective. Is yeah. what we experience as a child between zero and eight years old that carries forth within our belief system, and oftentimes our blocks are are something that's you know lodged from our earlier experiences. So I do, I start with that.
0: Yeah, I love that. I, I'm a big, uh, well, I, I love the, the subconscious mind. I think one of the per, the people that I first started studying was, uh, was, was Bob Proctor. And then that led me to Napoleon Hill, but I like, like Dr. Joe dispenses one of my favorites and, you know, yeah. talking about into your DNA healing, your, you know, getting your DNA right through your, through, you know, through energy fields in your subconscious mind and all that. But, but I, I so agree. It's like it is. It's zero to seven or eight. And you know, we just have our our uh our subconscious minds are just wide open. They're a sponge, they're taking in everything and just downloading from our from yeah. our parents and our teachers and our friends and in our environment and the universe, and that's yeah. where we get, get set. But um uh, yeah. so it's really it must be fantastic to have that skill set as a coach to be able to help people with like hypnotherapy and stuff. I love that.
1: Yeah. It's definitely a great tool. I'm so glad that to be able to help people in that way. That's awesome.
0: Yeah. So, in in your bio, you said something about choosing happiness, and oh. um, I love this. So, how how do you choose happiness?
1: Well, that's a that's a really good question, and it's been really interesting because on my journey um, into business, one of the things that I have implemented as a strategy to growing um, has been summits. And my second summit that I did was called Naturally Happy and Prosperous Woman. And I interviewed over 31 experts to talk about this idea of becoming naturally happy. It's it's also called non-causal, non-causal happiness. Okay. So happiness without a cause. Mm-hmm. And that's really just, that is, I, I think like, One thing i learned also in my healing was that um, you know when we're when we are in a stressful situation and um you know most of us are because we're going to work every day and you know and and life just can be stressful right um but when stress when with stress the thing about stress is it kind of wires our nervous system to respond in this fight or flight kind of mechanism, right? And our nervous system kind of gets wired and addicted to the stress response. Mm-hmm. And one of the tools I learned a while ago to undo that stress response is really, it's, it's focusing on your heart in a very, very simple meditation, thinking about something that you're grateful for you think about anything, could be the simplest thing, it could be a tree or a plant outside, you think about gratitude, and it breaks the stress response completely, right? And that is a tool, a super powerful tool that we can utilize anytime. From there, we can also choose, you know, once we can, you know, learn how to break that stress response, then we can choose To be joyful, even if the world is crazy and you know everything seems, you know, off kilter, and you know you're not sure what's going on, you can still focus on something that makes you happy, right? I love it. I love it. And when we do that, we're lifting up our energy, like our Mm -hmm. our frequency, and we're giving that off to other people as well.
0: Yep, I love that. So. Uh, I love all of All of these are my favorite topics. So gratitude um, is one of my favorite topics Uh, because I believe and well, I know it that you can't you can't be sad and have gratitude at the same time. And so literally you can change your state by focusing on something that you have. And you may not think that you have anything to be grateful for because maybe you're having a bad day or a bad situation in life or whatever. But the thing is, if you're breathing and you can just get into the present second and go, wow, I just drew another breath. That's something to be grateful for. My feet are on the ground and I've, you know, so I really, I really do. You can't be fearful or angry or sad or anything in that second, in that moment when you, when you're practicing gratitude. And so, so I like to start the every day that way. I like to, to be that to be the last thoughts on my head when I go to sleep is, you know, on my pillow is, is gratitude. Um, and so I, I I love all of this this stuff that you're talking about. Um, there was something else that you said that I really, oh, yeah, I love this. so so the opposite of, I don't know what you called it, situational, but the op, so the opposite of situational happiness is situational depression because a lot of like that's a clinical thing that people get and there's something going on in their life. maybe they're going maybe they lost a loved one or they're going through a divorce or something that happened. That they weren't depressed before it happened, and then they go into this low spot of mm-hmm. depression because they're letting their external and and, and certainly yes, loss and loss is you should grieve, you should go through all these processes, but but actually, um, you know, the situation is what is actually you're letting that cause your whole change in your state. And I, I, so you can choose not to, to do that. Even though I, I'm not saying not to grieve or any of those things. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, usually, when you can get past that situation, then yeah. you can get back to a normal, uh, you know, even keel or whatever. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think that. Um, yeah, starting with that that tool, it's it's the gratitude thing can really help with. Um depression you know i think that when we can when we can empower ourselves to just think about it, it it could be something so simple and that's what you really want to just focus on like uh you know a flower i mean a flower blooming in your yard and you think about that and go i'm i'm so grateful and and allow that feeling to kind of grow and bubble up and you know and that literally, uh, rewires your, your nervous system. I mean, you can feel it when you do it. So it's a wonderful tool and it can help you get out of the, the, um, repetitive thoughts, you know, the things that kind of either cause stress or can cause, um, the depression and stuff like that. I,
0: yeah. I love that. And I love that, you know, just talking about this, it brings an awareness that our, we have something, I can't remember the number. It's some crazy thousands, tens of thousands of numbers, like 26,000 or maybe it's 200, I don't know, 260,000 thoughts per day or something like that. And the majority of them, like 92% of them are negative. And that's just because our brain is trying to say, watch out for this, watch out for that. We're still cavemen wire, wiring. And so we're, our brain's like, protect me from this, protect me from that. And so just, if we can just become aware of, of those thoughts. And, and like Bob Proctor, who says, you know, guard your, your brain, guard your mind, guard your thoughts. And so it's, that is a practice that takes practice. And then you can stop them in their tracks and, and substitute gratitude. And, and it is a, having the feeling is the important part, having the feeling. Yeah. So I really love all this. This is great stuff. Yeah. Awesome. So, Aaron, what I would love to just switch a little bit from uh, it. I, you, you can see I get so excited about the mindset stuff that um, my my advertisement for this podcast is marketing and mindset, and a lot of times we talk mostly about mindset. So I always like to bring it back a little bit toward uh, business and and marketing. So um, what we talked a little bit about these virtual summits. Yeah. Um, Tell us a little bit about how you would go about uh, starting a virtual summit or how this helps your business.
1: Yeah. Well, um, first of all, you want to talk, you want to think about what you want your message to be. I know when I did my first summit, I wasn't, I wasn't super clear about what, what I wanted to get across. And so it was so much harder to, to do it. Right. And the idea, the idea is that you, have a message that you want to get across to your audience and you and you want to build an audience that resonates with the 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 message and so then uh then you want to reach out to people to experts in your field who can speak to the ideas that you want to talk about all right and then um and then putting it all together, you've got at least 21 experts. Well, I mean, people do different sizes, but mm-hmm. the program I did was about building uh, a summit with 21 experts. Each of the experts uh, then invites their audience to come in. And this is a way of building your audience, right. and increasing your visibility and, um, you know, building an email list and all of that. So, yeah. So-
0: so when so for people that don't know when when you include other experts and they invite their people, all of those people go onto your email list as well. So then you're able to uh, you you've twenty times, twenty x however many people they have your your audience. So um, you've really uh, widened the net. So it's a great way to to increase your reach pretty quickly.
1: Yeah. Well. Yeah. And it's not everyone, not their whole list comes in. It's the ones that go, oh, wow, this looks really cool. I'm going to watch this interview. Right. So then they opt in and then, you know, that's, that's how your email is. Right. So it's all about getting your messaging down and reaching out to the right experts who have an audience that are interested in what you want to talk about.
0: Yeah, that's that's great. So it goes back to the thing we hear about from the day when we start. You have to get really clear on who you're talking to yeah. and what they want and the problem that you're solving. And so exactly. and, and keep everything directed t- toward that, the problem and the solution toward that. So I love yeah. that. Yeah.
1: And I love it. I mean, I I I feel like, you know, when I first started, I was I, OK. I was just like, I'm going to start a business. And then I would post on Facebook and try and get business. And I'm like, why is my business so slow? Nothing's happening, right? And then when I did my first summit, it was like, OK, I'm starting to uh, get more eyes on what I'm doing and you know, um, having more people to kind of tuning in right, to what I'm offering. And then after my second summit, though, I feel like, I learned so much from the interviews that I did and I broke through a lot of my, my on-camera awkwardness, you know? Yeah. I do know. It's not natural, you know? It's not natural. But yeah, it, it's taken me a, a, a bit of um, practice to come out of my shell. And I, you know, I just like the, I like to mention that because, um, you know, I know people who are just beginning it might be kind of hard to think about going on camera and doing doing interviews and doing lives and you know it's just like but once you do it you start you just get better you just have to you just have to do it
0: you do, you do. i agree you just have to lean into that uh that discomfort because you're it's not i, t- I had a client not not too long ago it's not like It's if you're talking about confidence or it's or comfort or whatever, it's not just going to show up in your door and say, I'm here. Uh, It's it's going to you have to actually do the action to get the result of of Mm. confidence and you will get more comfortable. I remember my very first Facebook Live and I still have it horrible or I'm like oh my god this is so embarrassing but I think also it's important for people to see your journey
1: yeah. like
0: I mean I've had people reach out to me that were watching me from day one going oh my god like and I like, I still have a long way to go but yeah. like, oh my gosh, you've gotten so much better. So yeah. so it does it does get better. It does get easier. Um it gets a little easier. I mean it's it's much easier for me to to go live and used to I would just be like blank out. Like I'm like, yeah. oh my God, I'm on camera, I'm like a deer in the headlights. Oh. God. Is that you know
1: that feeling a few, too many lives where I didn't have a plan and it was just like okay well I'm just gonna say what comes to mind and you know what I mean <laughs>
0: yeah that's all that's even now that's like I do that sometimes and I'm like now wait a minute what was I gonna talk about and so yeah. I usually have two or three things I'm like okay I'm gonna do these bullet points and if I stray off of that then that's okay but yeah. at least kind of have like a guide so if you were uh I'm gonna, we're gonna wrap up here in just a just a few minutes but I just want to ask you a couple more questions I always like to ask if you had one tip like the number one piece of advice that you could get to someone that was just starting out in their business uh, what would that be
1: well my my advice is never give up
0: right. never
1: give up never give up the journey can be it doesn't matter you know, where you are on the journey, if how bleak things could be. <laughs> I just, uh, you know, my story has been pretty bleak at times. And that's what I want to tell people is just never give up.
0: I love that. I think that's uh, my word for last year was unstoppable. And I know that it's probably what got me through the year. Cause I just kept saying unstoppable, yeah. unstoppable. And um, you know, Anyway, so I, I think that's, it, it is, it's a as long as you keep moving forward, then you, then you haven't failed and you have a chance to find the way. And so yeah. I totally agree with that. So we, so we, but you have some big, some big uh, news. Um, it's been so cool to meet all of these women. So tell me about um, your number one bestseller, Women Who Boss Up, what, what, tell me about the experience and, and anything you want to share with me about the book or anything. Well, you're in the book too. I know, but I'm like, this is your interview. I'm trying not to like, yes, we are both number one best. Sell. It's like, a, it's an amazing thing that you can like, I, I'm like, this is this is so cool. Like I never yeah. thought it, you know?
1: Yeah. Well, I'm just, I'm so excited. I mean, I went on a little road trip with a friend in the fall and, um, and I said, you know what, I'm going to be working on, I, I'm going to write a book this You know, that was like I was thinking about the upcoming winter and what I was going to do next. And I was like, I'm going to write a book. And the next day I meet Pam. Universe. And I was like, what? And I got this, you know, I was like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. Right. And so I'm so I'm just so thrilled that um, that opportunity came up and I got to be part of this amazing group of women telling our
0: stories. And um, yeah, I'm excited about the summit coming up, too. I am so excited about the summit uh, coming up. Uh, So a little bit about the summit is there's going to be 16 plus women, 16, the 16 women in the book, plus Tam, uh, who's kind of like the the head of all of this. And then um, some other some other superstar guest speakers. And so, Aaron, um, and that's. that's January the 18th through the 20th. And we're going to invite all of you guys that are watching and anybody out there, it's, it's free to come. We're going to drop the link in the comments, but what, um, so what are you sharing? What are you sharing at the summit?
1: Mm. Um, Well, I am doing a talk called elevate your energy and find your purpose. And it is about, it is about choosing happiness and learning to tune even deeper into your heart. In order to find your purpose, I believe that we're all being called forth to do that right now, um, and you know um, that that um, well. I shared a little bit about my story here, so that's also I also share about that in my presentation. So I
0: yeah. love it. I love it. I, I love I love how you said um, that the universe showed up. I mean you. You thought I'm going to be a best-selling author, or I want to be a best-selling author, or I want to write a book, and then and then Tam showed up. That's the that's putting yourself out there, putting those thoughts out there, and the universe showing yeah. up. And then I love the summit is going to have so many different aspects. On I think it's so balanced because they're like I'm talking about how to do how to build your uh, your roadmap for your clients, your your framework, and. And everyone has a different angle that's coming in. So there's going to be, I feel like so much balance in your business. And so you're going to get to hear from all these women who are bossing up in their expertise. So it's not, it's kind of like that.
1: Yeah. So many, so many, um, I mean, there's so many opportunities to gain knowledge and strategies. And I know it's going to be great. It's going to be amazing. Right. Right. I, I go only, ahead. Not only are we all doing a presentation, but then we're then we'll be able to engage with the audience. That's what I'm excited about.
0: Like that's me too. That's exactly what I was about to say. So this, so a lot of virtual summits, which which are great, they're they're pre-recorded, um, just because in the reason I think that I've heard I haven't done a summit, but that that there can be so many things that go wrong when you're trying to do them live. Um but so it's kind of like a hybrid. So there's the there, there are pre-recorded trainings that are pretty short and to the point. And then there's QA with with each of the authors. But then there's mingling where we can actually, you can actually go in and talk to the person that whoever that you're attracted to. So you're going to have like fireside chats and panels and all that kind of stuff. So I'm totally excited about getting to meet more people and getting to network with more women.
1: Yeah, me too. It's going to be awesome. January 18th, 19th, and 20th. I'll, right.
0: be on, I'll be on the 19th in the morning. Awesome. Okay, yeah. cool. Well, Aaron, thank you. This has been, uh, a, I think, uh, this is two of my favorite words are awesome and amazing. And so <laughs> so I feel like this has been awesome and amazing. And thank you so much for uh, for jumping on here with me today. And I can't wait to um, see you at the summit. But uh, this is Steph Shinaberry with Authority Marketing Edge. Ooh. Dream. I've got the edge.